What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Winners Lounge. Ba, 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 ba. Ba, ba, Eagles, no vote, man. Yeah, what's no, going on? Yeah, here? what is going on? Instead, <laughs> uh, you know what though? Hey, it doesn't matter. Just like the Denver Nuggets, one man goes down, another wave. Look at right this, through. Look at this wall of sh- bottoms of shoes you guys have created. It's like, oh, it's gorgeous, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, it's very comfortable. Do we look, do we look comfortable? Uh, I would say that you look maybe too comfortable. <laughs> I am perfectly comfortable, and I'm telling you, the reason I'm most comfortable is because our Denver Nuggets now, oh back to back, let's be honest, ass whoopings on the Portland Trailblazers. <laughs> I mean, these were laughers from the get-go. We're going to walk you through everything. I'm Adam Matas. I'm joined by Dev, Superstar Dev. I mean, what, what could you say about tonight? Uh, the entire night, it was a beating from start to finish for another game straight. Um, it feels like they're undefeated in, in the preseason. and It and does feel like they're undefeated. And they're, and they're they're rolling into, it does feel like it. Yeah, it feels like and they're rolling into the regular season on a high note. Like... I might go. Be down. I might go as far as to say it feels like they won the preseason championship. I don't, I, I don't know. I think it feels like they won the NBA championship. I don't <laughs> even care. It kind of does. And then, of course, over here it's D Line Co. You know him as, as D Line. Guys, what about those Denver Nuggets? What do you think? Man, that was fun. That was fun. I'm like, I'm, I'm equal parts glad that the preseason is now over yep. because I'm ready for these games to actually matter. But I'll be honest, man, I'm also equally sad that it's over because I know the Nuggets third string <laughs> is is like as fun as you as a third string can possibly be. I'm going to miss these dudes like just to know um, in a blowout, you're still like stuck on the TV screen. That's because this this team is just so deep and and there's so many storylines and there's so many things to watch, even in a blowout. Because if I'm at home and I'm watching any other team and they're up 30, I'm just like, what else is on TV? See the Nuggets team and, and you're invested in this team. It's like, OK, I have to see what happens. Who's about to come in next? Who's going to keep on hitting shots? It, it's amazing. And that's going to be, I think, all season. Like, I don't I don't know. How many twenty point blowouts Nuggets are going to have? Although I kind of have a feeling you, they might you, have are, some. Are you insinuating there'll be more more thirty point blowouts? I, they might be thirty point blowouts. But what I'm saying is, the Nuggets have a phenomenal victory cigar lineup. Usually, a victory cigar lineup's like one dude. And you're like, all right, let's put in that guy, <laughs> Thomas Welsh. It's time now. You know, like at the start of the season, at least it looks like Bol Bol will be in the third string, so he's mm-hmm. in there. You know, uh, Zeke Naji will be in there. Who I just like every second he's on the court, I'm watching him because I, I just like his game. R.J. Hampton, same thing. He was extremely exciting and interesting. I thought tonight. So the Nuggets have guys, and then that's before you get to the Marcus Howard. You know, <laughs> it's like their third string is super, super entertaining. And I, I really, we got to pour one out for him, man. Yo, we we got, did, I, I don't even know where the second string stops, the third string begins, it's the true. fourth string stops. All I know the is fourth that, string. Wow. All I know is that literally any player that you put in, I'm like, oh sweet, this guy. And then that guy does something awesome. Like, it just doesn't matter who it is. It was great. So we're going to walk through everything. We're going to go through some highlights today. We're going to go through all the players. We're going to talk, of course, the question, everybody. It's funny. Tonight went as well as you could have hoped for, given how it started with Michael Porter being moved to the bench. That's a huge storyline. We're not going to dust that under the fridge. (laughs) We're not going to dust it under the fridge. We're not going to treat it like ice under the fridge. Yeah, it's not water under the fridge for us. But we're going to get to it. But... You know, it would have been annoying if that move would have happened and the Nuggets came out and fell flat. What happened was the Nuggets made that move and it looked exactly the same <laughs> as it did when they didn't do it. Almost to the point where you can make an argument and say, well, what, the, you know, almost doesn't really matter. This team is so good. So many talented players, you can get to this interchangeable part. So we'll talk about that a little bit later. But I'm going to start, as I always do, by asking you guys, 
what your biggest takeaway is. Storyline number one. Maybe it is that, but Dev, to you, what was storyline number one from this game? I don't know how you go away from that. Everybody wants to talk about it. Everybody. What's going on with your microphone, by the way? Like, Kale just came over and lowered it, and somehow it's like, keeps like just vibing. It's just it's yeah. just right. You might not be able to get to do the, I'm the too foot. Yeah, right. <laughs> here's, what you, here's what you have to remember is that normally vote is in that seat. So you have That's to, true. Uh, you have to account for a seven foot six yeah. person. Yeah. I've never felt like I was. <laughs> wow, look at it. Look at it. <laughs> it's trying to take me. Kale, you might have to break the fourth wall and just come and save him. Man. You I might have know. to break the. Uh, while while you're doing that, actually, I'm going to go over here All to right. D line. So, D line, what's your biggest takeaway from this game? I mean, the biggest takeaway is uh, that. I mean, legitimately, it's the same as last time. Like, everybody on the Nuggets is good. Like, every player. It, it feels like Michael Malone just can close his eyes and just point at guys to come in. And somehow like the chemistry doesn't drop off at all. Like, everybody's hitting shots. Uh, but really, I mean, truly, the, it seems like... I mean, who knows? Again, this is preseason. Maybe people are playing a little looser than normal. But the three-point shots are on the up, 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 Man. up. Um, Paul Millsap is uh, our best scorer. Somehow. So this is everything. You just want to touch every single storyline uh, in your section here, <laughs> your segment. Oh, I thought of some other things I wanted to talk okay, about. Okay, there's some other stuff. <laughs> what was also the big takeaway? <laughs> the, other, the other big takeaway is Ignaji's good. Everyone's good. In the comment section, I'm checking these out as we go through. I want to know what everybody thinks because there's so many storylines from here. I want to know what people think is the storyline so far. Uh, to me, you know, yeah, I, to me, this is what I would say the biggest storyline is. When we talk about the we don't skip steps, Nuggets building on this roster, it seems like second unit, and this includes Michael Porter, by the way, who was in the second unit night. It felt like everybody was comfortable in their role, and everybody was just like, it didn't feel like a first unit, a second unit, a third unit. It looked like guys that were all playing the same style of basketball. And fifty, how many guys played tonight? Sixteen. Marcus Howard barely (laughs) at the end. So everybody but Greg Whittington, who we still don't know like anything about, but. You know, it felt like no matter what unit was out there, they were all playing this very serious brand of defense. Yes. Very unselfish brand of offense and very high IQ brand. And to me, that's what's so encouraging is I think you get a sense. Preseason doesn't mean much. The things that I think do make sense are can you sense the vibe? Can you sense the commitment, the cohesion? And both games, these last two, the Nuggets look dialed in. They look dialed in from top to bottom. I was going to say that uh, as, as far as my takeaways is just the comfort level. Um, even Jamal Murray, he doesn't have a big game or anything like that. He doesn't go out and do too much. But it's just like it's still a good game for him just because it's like, OK, this is what I do. It, it seems like he's a vet now at this at this time. Nikola Jokic is not out there trying to do everything. Um, it doesn't appear like like the yeah. people are overdoing anything. Like when you look at all the contenders, uh you see all these these big names, and you're just like, oh, he did that, and then they set him for the rest of the game, and right, then that's right. what they're starting to get for the Nuggets. They're sitting their their stars for the second half because they're up by so much. It's so comfort uh, comfortable for them. Um, the backup the backups is who you want to see in the preseason anyway. It's just kind of like having a, a summer league since we didn't get a summer league. Right. Um, so now you have your second unit, you have your third unit. Um, and, and, and to his point, a fourth unit, you have guys yeah. that we will never see. And we got to see them that that's fun. And that's what you see that you want to see because it's about to be the real season. And we're not going to see those guys soon. The world, the word culture gets thrown around so much with different teams. And I think in Denver, you know, you have to build culture over years. Yeah. I really don't think it comes all at once, at least for 99% of teams. It's something that gets established and built over time. And I think that's what you're kind of referencing here is you get a new wave of players. The last year's wave of players, which is like Michael Porter Jr., you know, he's 
still like like developing and, and buying into that culture and this or that but it seems like everybody comes in and it's like hey this is how we do things and people are kind of getting into it tonight 30 assists which is disappointing last game it was 39 so you know but here's what's I know. are the nuggets too selfish the phoenix suns surprise i'm surprised by that i didn't know it was phoenix the phoenix <laughs> suns led the nba last year at 27 assists the nuggets go for 39 last game 30 this game like the ball is popping, and I see that in the comments. A lot of I ask people what the biggest storyline is, and I get a lot of the ball is popping. And look, man, we thought this when we looked at the roster and how it was constructed. We said, you know, this is a lineup with a lot of playmakers. There's a chance to really get it popping. We're three games into preseason. I'm telling you, I think the I think the ball is going to be popping this year. I, I just think that's going to be a trade of this Nuggets. Team. No, it's uh, it's truly unbelievable. Oh, and so again, happy. like, um, it's not just all predicated on Nikola Jokic just making it pop. Right, like, right. This is come every single unit that went in there, um, playing very un- unselfish basketball, finding the open shot. Um, <laughs> the only players that like kind of forced it every now and again were MPJ, and he was hitting them. Bull Bull, and he was hitting them. Um, really, everybody else like. You expected RJ Hampton to come in and just start jacking up shots, but he was still looking for the. This is what I mean is he even looks like meaningful progress, like he's trying out a role. You know, I know we're, maybe we're reading into that specific thing a little too much because we have only seen him a little bit, but even he looks to me like a guy that is not learning how to play RJ Hampton basketball, right. a guy that's learning how to play, you know, Denver Nuggets basketball. Yeah, I mean, that's the thing is that this was clearly a preseason game, but it was only a preseason game in that the Portland Trailblazers refused to play basketball. The Nuggets <laughs> were still playing the right way the entire t- the entire time. It didn't just get to the, where, you know, whoever had the ball was going to immediately <coughs> chuck a three. You just knew that that was going to be the case. Like, they were still passing, looking for the right play. I mean, it's, you know, I mean, what we've talked about, um, the, the culture, as you say, um, you know, like when you get onto the uh, the San Antonio Spurs as a player, like you just know that there's a certain way to play. Like, is that true for the Denver Nuggets? Do we have like that like carved out, um, you know, intentional level of play? Like, it's it's on the table. Yeah, um, <laughs> absolutely incredible game, man. There's so many things to get to. We're gonna start now talking about some of these players, and where else could we start but with our dad? But Paul Millsap tonight, Our man. Dev. Well, <laughs> Dev's made it clear. Paul Millsap is just so it's clear. Paul Millsap not actually Dev's dad. He, yeah, <laughs> joking not, that he's like people not, know it's not your dad. Make sure they know it's not my dad too. <laughs> not our real this dad. Not, this is not nepotism. <laughs> Paul Millsap tonight, nine of 13, 24 points, a plus eighteen in fifteen minutes, five rebounds, one assist, two steals, one block, zero turnovers. Like <laughs> just not a perfect game. And exactly, like every shot he hit, we all just started laughing every time. He looked like he turned back the clock. He looked fantastic. Um, yeah, man. I mean, I don't know if we can read too much into Paul Millsap. Like, he gets hot sometimes and he scores, and tonight might have just been one of those nights. But I will say, man, we were worried about the steep drop-off, which still could happen over the course of 72. But, man, at least tonight he looks fresh. He looks exactly like he did two, three seasons ago. And, and I made the joke about it is like – He's so hot. Just take him out of the game and just wait for the, the whole season. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wait for the it. real season because it. he's so high, so hot right now. Like He's one of the reasons that the ball is popping. They get him going yep. so early, and it's nothing about it is forced. It's actually like him just cutting, and somehow he's just open. Like today I think might have been the first time in Paul Millsap's career that he didn't just like do a pump fake to get the <laughs> just, guy just. on him. <laughs> And then he he goes up and gets an easy foul. Like he he really was just like in the flow of the offense, and it comes to him. And it it just seems like Jokic and 
Jamal and, and so many players are trying to find him. He's it seems like Millsap is always open. It's not that he's faster than anyone or anything like that. He just knows exactly where to be. Yeah. And then the guys find him. Yeah, some of this is, I think, Portland. And we have to be honest here, guys. Portland might suck, man. And I'm just putting it out there. They didn't have Lillard tonight, but it didn't matter. They looked exactly like they did when they did have Lillard two nights ago. But they might defensively. They just might be really bad. And I don't know. Maybe Denver's just that good offensively. But um, what, I, what I meant to bring that up was the Nuggets, and I think Murray and Jokic in particular, command so much attention. Whether you have Michael Porter or Will Barton out there command so much attention. And then you got Gary Harris and Paul Millsap, and I just think they're going to be open. And tonight, Millsap was like, why would anybody leave him open? He's he's not a guy you leave open. Yeah, it, it is great. I love I love that Paul Millsap is – I mean, what is he shooting, 120% on the season with three points, <laughs> three-point land? Like, I mean, we were talking about that in the season preview that uh, somehow Paul Millsap inexplicably has like an, a very high three percentage or three-point percentage, and it only somehow is getting better. Like, yeah. It's crazy. He was fantastic tonight. It's funny if you go down the, the list here. I mean, I thought Jokic was fantastic tonight, and I guess we have to get to him. But listen to the stat line. Was this Jokic's dream? First of all, zero turnovers. Play 17 minutes, right under 17 minutes, gets four points, five rebounds, six assists, two steals, one block, goes two of three. Two of three. Jokic would love to take three shots a game, man. That's his dream. Uh, and, and one of them. And it's funny because if I told you that stat line, four, five, six, two, and one, you'd be like, all right, that's okay, whatever. He just looks so good, man. I'm telling you, the eye of the Joker. He's going for it this year. He's it's a little uncomfortable. Like he's is he too, is he too locked in? I actually sent this to a friend today. The the Nuggets put a picture on Instagram of him because the the GM survey came out and they put out a picture that said something like you know top center, top center or something like that. And I was looking at him. I'm like, he almost looks like unhealthy. And I'm not. And I'm. He is. I'm not saying that, but he looks so skinny, so much skinnier than we thought. <laughs> you ever had a friend that lost so much weight that you're like, yo, you didn't need to lose that much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what he looks like. But clearly, it's working for him because he looks spry. And he had a. a <laughs> I never thought I would say this. He had the dunk of the night. Yo, yo, dunk of the year. That was the highest he's ever got. He's never got that high. Easily the best dunk he's ever had. It, and it's not close. What, what do we got here? Just talk about just talk dunk. about the dunk nerd. Did we mention our, our beloved Brendan Vogt on vacation? We don't have him here tonight, but we he's here in spirit and in the chat. Yeah, he's in Jersey. You can just go ahead and say it. He's in Jersey. Um, well, I don't. I didn't want to. I didn't want to. I, I didn't want to dox him. I don't yeah, want people to love him. Like, uh, I don't know if you go to Jersey for vacations. All I'm saying. But, um, <laughs> yeah, man, that dunk. I'm telling you, I heard a rumor. And I think maybe I didn't hear this like an insight. I think Tim Conley said this on Altitude Radio or something. Jokic caught a lob. And I we had a conversation about this. I don't know if you remember. We had this conversation in the playoffs where I said, I don't think Jokic will ever catch a lob in his life. And practice doesn't count. I think he's going to catch a lob this season. I honestly think there'll be an, a, a moment where he catch. He's so fast. Look, look at this thing. Lob. Oh, we're seeing it on the highlights. Oh, yeah. Um, I don't know. What do you think about the way he looks physically and just the pep in his step? First off, who would be that brave to throw him that? Like, whoever throws him the lob, that's the person <laughs> who's perfect. Jamal would have to make a perfect pass for, he's gonna for do Jokic it. to get it. But no, really. He might throw it to himself. Jokic looks great. He's he's running up the court full speed. He's going. He's, he's sealing guys uh, down. He's setting screens and he's moving. He's spry. Yeah. That coming down the lane, I didn't even think that was him. When he actually dunked it, I'm like, Hartenstein again. Like, I thought it was him. But to, Yo, to everyone's point, Jokic just looks so dialed in and so different this year that it, that it was amazing to see him come in and get a dunk. And he didn't 
celebrate or anything like that. It was like this is what I'm. This is what I am now. <laughs> this, this is, is what this I is am. me. <laughs> like like he's been doing it all off season or something. And everyone on the bench just jumps up. They're going insane. They're going like nuts, they're going yeah. nuts because what about that's us? not what we seen. <laughs> we were going nuts too. I, I too. Yeah, had to, had to get D line off the floor. <laughs> uh, <laughs> the ceiling. I did as I'm watching. Uh, as I see a highlight come across, I am reminded that uh, Derek Jones Jr. did have an actually more impressive. Dunk. Yeah, so, but, he actually, but he hurt himself. He jumped so. He got up so high that it hurt to come down from. He I mean, literally so. hurt himself via dunk. Via still, dunk. Jokic had the second best dunk of the game, and I <laughs> that's still a, a a coup for him. What oh, do you make of Jokic in the weight room right now after the game? Per the man with the wind in his hair. Oh wow, the man with the wind in his hair getting the. I'm telling you, this is the new Jokic. He works out after every game. He's probably doing squats. He's probably doing box jumps. He's trying to get that. Well, I mean, like, up. yeah, he didn't. I mean, he really didn't get much run on the floor tonight. So that's he's true. probably like. You know, I got to get my fitness in. He had such an easy matchup, too. I mean, I think Nurk was guarding him. Oh, my God. Do we have that photo from Nurk uh, from last game, Kale? What do you make? Eric, I want to ask you, though, what you'd make of Jokic right now. I mean, we're done. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, God, that feels good to look at. (laughs) So um, what do you make of Jokic, man? Like, we've seen him now in three preseason games. I think all three have been bangers from him. I mean, we came in. We did the – our bold predictions. All of us had some. We're kind of toying with the idea of Jokic flirting with the MVP. I might move him up the ranking. Yeah, you know, I, I mean, I, I haven't seen one thing that makes me want to knock any part of that takedown. Like, I think, uh, I mean, the stonk is only going up. Uh, Nikola Jokic looks like he has just uh, ascended to a new level where the 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 ceiling is now the floor. Like he's he's moved up. Uh, what his previous ceiling, oh, the is, ceiling become, is the floor. I actually do. I, you know what? I like that. Yeah, I think you're right. I wanted to make fun of it. I know. I like that your first instinct <laughs> is to be like, it was. How you can I? Know. How can I embarrass Eric? But um, the ceiling <laughs> is the floor. Let's go. Oh man. Um, I guess we should take our first break here. Harrison right now is talking with Michael Malone, as we know. He's probably waiting for Jokic, who's you know got it. He's got a full workout to get in, but he's going to come and share <laughs> oh, with us everything baby. that he heard. But we'll hit the break here. We're going to continue talking about players. There's so many players to get through. We're going to have to actually speed this up but first guys i have to tell you about our brand new sponsor i'm so excited for this because whenever we get a new sponsor i don't know if you i get sent a package of things to sample and this first one a hassle cattle company okay boutique cattle company (laughs) they send you meats they send me steak they sent me hamburger they sent me bacon they got me sausages unbelievable wait a minute i've not gotten this package Lindsay. well (laughs) lindsey What's so going I'm on? telling you guys, you want to check this out. Uh, everything's about subscriptions these days. We say subscribe to DNBR, you subscribe to a gym, you subscribe to Strava. Now you subscribe to Hassle Cattle Company. They'll send uh, you meat straight to your door. And I'm telling you right now, damn good. Uh, Hassle Cap- Cattle Company is the absolute best source for farm to table. How do you pronounce this? Wagyu beef. You have to help culture yeah, me. I'm not a culture guy. Wagyu. Ever. Wagyu, yeah. Wagyu, because there's a Y I in love there. that you asked me and then you pronounce it the, the way you wanted to. <laughs> is that not, did I say it wrong? Wag- Wagyu. It's Wagyu. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if you have to hit it that hard. I don't think you have to Wagyu. Uh, but they call it blue blue collar Wagyu. They do call it black, blue collar Wagyu because it sounds like it's so fancy you'll never be able to to afford it. It tastes like it's so fancy, but it's, I'm telling you, it's fantastic. And it comes straight to your door. They got smoked sausage, New York strip beef bacon. That's what I got. It was fantastic. Jerky, everything else. Um, so here's what you want to do. Go to HassleCattleCompany.com. We throw this up on the screen so they see the spelling H-A-S-S-E-L-L cattlecompany.com and use promo code dnvr for 10 percent off your order that's dnvr 10 for 10 percent off and i'm telling you i'm so excited i want these guys to be like i'm selfish i want them to be our partner for a really long time so Yo, I keep getting these as soon as the bar 
opens again. Oh, yeah, we're going to start serving their meat. We'll start serving it. I mean, we can come in and get a steak. It's going to be the best steak. Have you ever had Wagyu beef before? I don't know. Do you know the difference? Probably not. Do you know the difference between Wagyu? Can you help me out? Yes, it's the marbling. It's the marbling. Oh, I love marbling. uh, Yeah, it ends up being, I mean, there's a lot more, uh, you know, like small little veins of fat that run through. It ends up. That's what makes it taste good. It's what makes it. People uh, are weird about the idea of eating fat when it comes to steak. It's the that's where the flavor lives, dude. Oh, Wagyu, Wagyu beef, dude. It's uh, it's great. Um, also, there it is, Hassel Cattle Company. I uh, also want to tell you about Green Mountain Dental. We've had uh, several listeners kind of reach out to us and tell us, hey, we switched our dentist. And they're the best dentist. Why? Because they're local. They're diehard Denver sports fans, DNVR fans. They're just like you. You go into the dentist, you know, you want to know somebody that you get along with. Sit there and talk nugs while they poke around at your teeth. Um, and there's no, and I'm telling you guys right now, dental health, it's, it's the thing. You become an adult. You just got to start going to the dentist regularly. It's like you a should, mark of an adult. Yeah, you should, uh, maybe even before you become an adult, go to the dentist. <laughs> definitely should before, should but like I did make, not. You I can make it part of your like uh, routine as just a human of all ages. With Green Mountain Dental, they got that awesome thing. You schedule a cleaning, <laughs> x-ray, and exam. You receive a free Sonicare toothbrush. So check them out, Green Mountain Dental. Um, all right, moving this thing along, guys. Will Barton, so he's in the starting lineup. I thought he was sneaky great tonight. And yeah. I mean that. So he, it's funny because, first of all, I want to nip. We, I guess we can go right into this now because it's a major talking point. But we can nip this in the bud. I saw some people saying, why would the team acquiesce to Will Barton? He wanted to be in the starting lineup and the team acquiesced. Guys, he earned it. And I don't know if he's going to be there long term or not. But like to say that he doesn't belong in the starting line, he's clearly, in my opinion, one of the five best players in this team. Yeah. And he's good at a position that I think the team – could use whether that's small forward or shooting guard. I think it's shooting guard, but whatever. He 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 works there. And tonight, I think a lot of people think, you know, I always hear, oh, he's a chucker. He does this or that. Will Barton goes one of four tonight. He plays 20 minutes, um, which is like the third most of anybody. He takes four shots, which is the second fewest of anybody at play this game. The only person that took fewer shots to him was Jamal Murray. He gets four assists, three points, three rebounds, two steals, zero turnovers. Like Will Barton to me is a chameleon. Yeah, he you is. can put him into any lineup, and I, he can adjust his game accordingly. Now, sometimes he does get a little gun uh, heavy, little not shy, the opposite of shy. Yeah. A little <laughs> aggressive. He's a little aggressive, okay? But that's in his game. But I don't think it's so much that it's even noteworthy. I think more often than not, he just he knows how to play. He knows Jokic. He knows Murray. He knows all these guys, and he, he just vibes with them. What do you see from him tonight? <laughs> Uh, I mean, exactly what you're talking about. That it is funny that we and um, as we when we first arrived, we were all sort of like nervously laughing about the fact that um, through that quote in the media, Will Barton had somehow supplanted MPJ in the starting lineup. We were already like, "Oh no, is this going to be an issue that we're going to be dealing with all year?" And then the Nuggets played as well as they played last game, if not better, they scored somehow three more points and right. uh, the Blazers scored only one more point. I mean, obviously again, it's, it's tough to pull anything from the, that Blazers um, performance just because they were completely checked out. Like they just didn't even look like they belonged on the floor. Um, but the nuggets were just making shots, facilitating shots. Like we were talking about, like they're just playing the right way. Barton was playing the right way uh, when he was playing with the starters. Barton was playing the right way when he was playing with the backups. Um, Every combination of players that were on the floor tonight looked like they worked together yeah. in a seamless that, fashion. So. That's exactly what it is. Like all the units just popped tonight. And it's funny because Barton went to the bench last game and I was like, man, he looks so good with the bench. Then he comes to the stars like, man, he looks so good with the stars. <laughs> Maybe he's just good. He's just good. Right? And he the whole team's good. good. Uh, what did you see out of him? 
um, with Will Barton, that that shocks me with everyone being so upset about it. Is it's Will Barton? It's not some guy that's just at the end of the bench. This is a player that was a starter. He was yeah. in the starting lineup for right, the whole right, year, yeah. and he gets hurt, and that's the only reason that we don't see him in the starting lineup. If if he was still healthy last year, he would have been a starter all year. We came back in this year, and everybody would expected for him to be a starter. Barton so, has like the strangest relationship with the online community. Like it, it's kind of like a "What have you done for me lately?" type of uh, vibe with with yeah with him because Barton has been great. He was he's coming off of one of his best years, maybe his best year. He he fits. He that's the thing. Malone said it before the game um about the fit and really Barton fits with that that starters tonight he goes out and he really just he play makes and, and you need that type of play especially when Millsap is getting himself going uh we don't say that often um with <laughs> Nikola Jokic also being in and Jamal Murray being passive you have four guys that are being passive and then you have Millsap that that's scoring tonight so Barton is a like you said he's a chameleon he's a he's a basketball player that you could put in any situation and you're going to get the best out of it he goes to the bench. He looks great. He starts. Yeah. He looks great because he plays his. He does exactly what you're expecting of him. And and he also you put him in a spot that he's going to take a lot of shots. Of course, that's what he wants to do. But then he goes out tonight and he doesn't try to take a lot of shots. He's doing all of the small things. Yeah, Barton can come off the bench. He could start. Why? Why upset him? Yeah, it would take some. It's, it's going to take like some serious mental gymnastics to find something to be upset about with this Denver Nuggets team after these <laughs> last two games. I mean, like, what could you possibly point at? They yeah. they, they held them under 100 points both games. Yeah. They scored and at an absurd clip both games. Their three point shots were like ridiculously wet both games, and that's not just like one guy going off. That's anybody who found themselves. Monte so true, couldn't man. stop hitting three pointers. He can't. Mon- Monte, man, just he does. Get, I, we did a terrible Paul segment now a couple of years ago, like where we were like, I, Monte's really good, but can he get better? And then he's just gotten like way better. <laughs> you know, like, turns out he's an elite three point shooter. Dozier, like, dude. Yeah. So, um, but you know another thing that Barton did tonight that impressed me? He looked healthy. And this was the big question for me. This is now two games in a row where not once did I watch him and go, <sighs> you know, he's not quite there. Like he, no, he might not quite be there. I don't know. I'm not, I don't want to put this out there that he is now 100%. I have no idea what he's feeling. And the fact that he set out so much of camp makes me think that maybe he's not 100%. But you know what? I didn't notice it watching him. He, he looks smooth. He looks like himself. Yeah. He, he's still setting guys up. He's still making his cuts. He's not taking so many isolation baskets. So we don't know how he actually looks. Um, but but again, maybe that's better for him because he really does fit with whatever unit he's with. Like now it looks like the game is slowing down a bit for him. Um, he looks way more smooth to me. Yeah. Here's so now we talk about the controversy because Michael Porter's in the starting lineup. I think that the team's best form has Michael Porter perfectly integrated into the starting lineup because I think he's he's not, I don't know that he's a better player than Will Barton right now. In fact, I don't I'm almost certain that he is not. It just maybe more talented, but just, you know, Michael Porter has a lot to learn. Comes off the bench, though, and he's very effective in that role. In fact, tonight was his best preseason game, I would say, his most effective one. He goes for, I believe, 20, what do you get, 20 points in 22 minutes, goes 6 of 12, including, oh, this is delicious, 4 of 9 from (laughs) 3. What are these stats? The stats are ridiculous. I just just gloss over the fact that Michael Porter made four threes tonight, four of nine. Like, that's an incredible. Like, like, I don't know. He's not really. Michael Porter, by the way, plus 21 tonight, 22 minutes. He gets nine (laughs) rebounds, three assists, three assists, uh, one steal, one turnover, three fouls. So, I mean, just filled up the entire stat sheet, did get to the line uh, for five free throws. But 
here's the thing that's most important to me. And look, I'm I'm nervous about Michael Porter coming off the bench because I think Denver needs to have Michael Porter be a piece of the team. And guys that talented coming off the bench, it's tough. But I'll say he was engaged tonight. And I was watching him as much as I was watching the Nuggets tonight when they came out on the court. And he was off the bench. He was cheering. He was doing all the – he was at least demonstrating all the good things. So – God, he was incredible. Fan base freaked out here, D-Line. Is, uh, do they need to calm themselves? Is it legitimate? No, I think they're going to be more and more freaked out. Like, I don't, nothing's going to go right. Uh, we definitely get, start sound the alarm. No, I mean, like, listen. <laughs> should have gone to devil. He's, <laughs> shot 50% from the field. Shot uh, yeah. over 50%. I mean, just around uh, 40. I can't do the 45%. Math. 45% from three. Five or four for five from the free throw line. 20 points plus 21. Like, I mean, <laughs> does this have legs though? I mean, is this a thing that if they do this, they go into the season next week and he's off the bench? Is he a happy camper? I'm not sure. We talked about culture. He didn't pout at all this year. Yeah, like he has not pouted. He came off of the bench after starting in in, in the first two games, and and it, it it didn't do anything. He came out and he played his game. He still looks locked in. He's still making extra passes. Uh, we talked about all those stats. They didn't even give him the block, the SWAT that we've seen um he's he's starting to play defense he, he's shooting the hell why out did of they the not give today. him that block who knows <laughs> that was a block that, that was a very was loud a block everybody remembers the block but huh. those he's he's committed he, he's bought in he's making shots he's scoring and he's also staying aggressive he had 12 shots today we know that michael porter jr is going to shoot the ball and it's amazing you're going to need that um we all talk about the Nuggets at their best form is going to be with with Michael Porter Jr. being himself, and that's being a scorer, that's being a shooter, no matter if he comes off the bench or not. He, he's a guy that can get buckets going, and, and, and it's easy to score. He also just has so much gravity. You have to just find Michael Porter Jr. at any time. So it doesn't matter where he comes. But I, I think that with the culture, with how it is right now, and everybody's being happy, he's going to play starter minutes regardless. So no one should be upset about it. I wonder, he had such an interesting quote going into the bubble where he said, going into the seating round, I think it was after his 37 point game where he said, I'm ready to not just be one of the guys, but one of the reasons we win. Right. And I liked the quote because it was like, I, I think it came from a good place as yeah. much as Michael Porter has a way of saying the wrong thing, but I don't, <laughs> but I think he doesn't mean it. it, it right. You know, yeah. he just, when he said like, Jokic is learning how to play with me. Like he's really saying we're learning how to play with each other. Mm -hmm. But, um, you know, he came in and said that, and as we analyze now with the benefit of hindsight about how the bubble went and how the team had to basically bench him to get back on track, and he even talked about that when he in in the media day or media week where he said like, "Yeah, man, I deserve to be benched." Like he took ownership of it and this or that. I wonder if there is a little bit of a sense with him that he has to do something. Like I'm in the starting lineup now; they want me to do something really. What this Nuggets team is predicated on, as constructed, and I think going forward, as long as they have Jokic, is that you have a system, and the ball just finds guys. Tonight it was yep. Paul Millsap. Like tonight, the ball just found Paul Millsap. Last time it was last time too. Paul Millsap might just be our best. <laughs> but it's gonna find guys. Like tonight, the ball didn't find Will Barton. He goes into the starting lineup. He scores three points, and it's like nobody cared. Everybody were talking about how good he was. And I wonder if he, you know Michael Porter goes to the bench tonight. He gets twenty points, and the ball found him. And I wonder if he's just like, this is what it is. Like. I don't know that he's going to have this revelation because, again, there's money and there's everything else that comes in it. But if the Nuggets have successfully built the culture around him and, and are in his ear about, hey, man, like we think you're a superstar whether you score 20 points a game this year or five points a game. We think that's you. But this year is about you learning the system 
And we're going to, you know, there's layers to this. Once you learn that and the ball finds you, then we start to make the ball find you a little bit more. I just think that's his progression. And tonight I think he did that, that happened for him. And I wonder if that's a little bit of a, a light bulb that just needs to go on with him. I think that, uh, Michael Porter Jr. is a player of expectation. There's so many expectations for him. Yeah. He has to score. This is what he's done his whole career. He's He's been a phenom. He was one of the top players um, in high school. He comes in the league and everybody's like fixated on him. And, and with that, that expectation, you have a lot of letdown. This could have been a, a game that was like a lesson for him. Like Malone should try to use this time to like, hey, your two best players did not score a lot today. They didn't do a lot today, and everybody still thinks that we had a good game. Look at the score. We still blew everybody out. This is a time that you could also try to read and say, hey, you had a good game today. Sometimes it's not going to go your way. You have to do these other things. Tonight, Jokic didn't score a lot, but he did these things well. Jamal didn't <laughs> score a lot, but he does, did these things well. That's exactly it. Like This is what's funny about it. We talk about the ball finding you. Tonight, Jamal Murray, eight points. Jokic, yeah. four points. Barton, three points. All of them get an A. <laughs> vote if you're watching this they all get a's today they were great okay <laughs> nothing but tens, yeah yeah nothing but tens and, and that that really is like a, the sign of a healthy team i've always said that the nuggets are their best bet is to be the 2014 spurs sometimes dia was the mvp sometimes duncan was sometimes patty mill like it just they had this system in place and it's like you guys pick the defense pick the poison you pick that one all right we're going over here tonight barton's going for 30 you, you pick over here okay gary harris whatever so but here's where I want to go next. So Michael Porter tonight, I think, has a very good game. Even though he's coming off the bench, he does get a lot of minutes. But it felt a little bit like there wasn't. It was a two-headed monster off the bench. I feel like the Nuggets' first core. We talk about the Russian dolls, of yep. course. The first core was the starting unit. Sure. The second core, you start to get uh, Michael Porter Jr. and Bull Bull. Oh. And Isaiah Hartenstein. Oh. And you put three. Basically, you put How many heads monster have? Basically, you put three seven footers on the court, <laughs> two of which are complete and total unicorns. <laughs> and then Hartenstein, who's impressed us all. But let's just talk about this. Bull Bull, I think, sadly, is out the rotation. Jamichael Green didn't play tonight. But boy, did I enjoy seeing Michael Porter and Bull Bull. And it felt to it me like fan fiction. It, it felt to me like for all of both of their flaws. They're just so damn talented that it doesn't matter. Yo, between the two of them, they scored 36 points and were plus, uh, let's see, 20, uh, 43. <laughs> Bobo goes for 16 points, eight rebounds, one assist, one turnover. Uh, he only shoots four of 12, so he like, kind of had an off shooting night. But yeah. I don't know. What did you see from him tonight? This was our big, best look at him. So, yeah, he uh, we saw a little of everything from Bobo, right? Like we saw where he made the this, the – he was kind of in the wrong place sometimes. He gets bullied around a little bit. But then, you know, he also alters shots. Um, he His trigger was a lot quicker tonight. Not not his actual shooting motion, which, again, is the slowest thing. Yeah, it is a very slow But shot. it doesn't matter. Like, nobody's getting up to block that shot. Like, he can take as long as he wants. Um, he looked a lot more confident, but he also looked like he sort of knew that um, these were the minutes he was going to get. And so he needed to, the sun was shining. So he needed to make hay and, and hay he made. So, um, but I, I mean, I agree with you, you know, that, that lineup that came out that you immediately started cackling about also, like, <laughs> because it was just something we all just wanted to see. Um, you know, it, it, it kind of worked. It didn't work. I mean, everything worked against the Heat. Yeah, yeah, well, yeah. Like, what, what does it actually Well, mean? we talked about what does preseason mean. And, like, we can't take – I don't know if the Nuggets are going to win by 30 every night, although it's on the table. But <laughs> you mean, watch the body language between the Nuggets, and you get in that 
fourth quarter and it's the third string. Everybody's up on the court. Everybody's going crazy. Everybody wants to see everybody, you know, like, and it's been that way for years. I think that's a real true. I, I put this actually on the list and it, hopefully you're a subscriber. If you subscribe to DNVR after games, you get the list where I break down the film. And this is one of the film things I put in. It's nothing about basketball. After the first basket of last game, Michael Malone walked down the bench line and was doing this to the guys. And it's basically his way of saying, hey, there's no crowd here. We're the crowd and right. you have to get cra- you have to be both the player and the crazy fans sure. all at once. And like it pays off because if you watch that Portland team tonight. CJ McCollum was throwing a fit on the court. Carmelo Anthony gets ejected. Like they all look <laughs> they all look like they were oh, having the pre-season. worst season. It's pre it's preseason, but they the vibe with Portland doesn't look good to me. No. Nothing made me more like Give me, gave me more of a feeling of longing to want to be back in the in the stands. Than oh man, Carmelo Anthony got ejected. In the, yeah, like what that would have meant to me. In the, the oh my god, Carmelo Anthony still winless. It's been ten years. It's he still hasn't won in Denver. It's the greatest. We if we we really only have one or two more years to do this, where oh and then we god. could. I, I'm fingers crossed. But um, Dev, I want Bull Bull. One thing I want to say about him, he alters a lot of shots. He did. I don't know if he recorded a block shot tonight or not. Let's see here. Yeah, they gave him. Nope, they didn't give him credit for any. Block shots but i feel like he altered five for sure because he's so especially jumpers these are mostly jumpers that a guy shoots he gets the hand up and they end up shooting it way with way too much arc one of the things that i think was so great about bobo i think it was opposite i think him getting those first quarter minutes i think that he came in a lot more just involved i think that he was he was a lot happier yeah. I feel Ooh. that breeze. I feel that breeze. But yeah, <laughs> um, Bobo, Bobo, he's he's active tonight. He's he's doing everything that he could. He's, I feel like he's a player that you just go out there and say, "Do you just do whatever you yeah. want tonight, and, yeah. and and we'll make it away around you." He has suction cut cup arms. He's grabbing rebounds. <laughs> you have no idea how he can even get to the rebounds. He had that alley oop finish. Yeah, that was incredible. He's altering every single shot, and that's what they're going to need him to be best at. Like, you know, he guarded tonight, Mello. Mello. Yeah, yeah. Melo actually, I yeah. think, got ejected when he was guarding him, and he's like, he's fouling me. But it's like, dude, Bobo. I mean, I'm just so intrigued by that skill set. I mean, he has a lot. Like Michael Porter, he just has. He doesn't know what he's doing. I feel. Yeah. I feel like he's got yeah, a lot he's, to learn. Yeah, he's he just does, out there, just play. Also, play like, your game. but also like Michael Porter, he's so good that it's like you're. Even when he screws up, he's good. So, uh, I, I also like how Bowl when uh, he was guarding Melo, Melo just like. Forced himself to shoot it every single time. Down. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He was like, all right, I got this guy on me. I'm going to shoot it. And yeah. Went like one I can't five. read that small of It's a new term, air ball. An air ball caused by the field oh, bubbles. Love it. Spin. Mark Dale, put in Sharpie. Dude, you got it. We, we're done. We, we got to credit you. This is, this is fantastic. Air, air ball. ball. It doesn't have to be an air ball. Just any, any, any brick. <laughs> any brick that I caused by, air, uh, by ball. Uh, Harrison, welcome to the set, man. Good to be back up here. Oh, like, baby. I feel like we're not ourselves when we're uh, not in the lounge. I feel like it's, 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 it's like a beautiful set. Somebody, there, somebody was making fun of us saying that it, we look like uh, the Last Supper. The Last Supper. The last supper which is, I think technically makes me Jesus. It does. Tech, I, I, I'm not sure which one of us is Judas. It's probably. It's, it's both. No. Technically, oh. I, looked, I was curious myself which one it would be. I feel like we're both. sitting at a table at a wedding yeah, or a wedding yeah, party totally. at a table just in just front say, of everyone. Ting, 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 ting. Like everyone, as soon as you start clinking on the um, glasses, everyone has to give a hot but take. But up, up here in the winner's lounge, man, we're oh, just like, this is like our baby. home. This is like our house. Yeah, it's like I feel all comfortable, our right? Like, I think I might take my shoes off. Hold so on. Harrison, we've <laughs> talked, we, we have a lot to get to still, so don't, don't feel oh, like you good. missed out too much, but uh, I am curious what the vibe was like in the post game presser. And let's start as always with Michael Malone. So if you guys remember, I was saying how ecstatic he was after after the last game, like he was joking around, wanting to answer more questions. 
not as happy. What? Uh, not as happy tonight. Well, Malone has a style. <laughs> yeah, not as happy tonight. Malone like if he style. was at a ten two nights ago, I'd say he was at a, a five or a six tonight. Um, the starting lineup, probably the biggest story of of the first half. I asked him, uh, like, is that his five? Is that the five he's going with opening night? Didn't expect him to answer, and uh, he pretty much said, "No, I'm not going to answer that." Still thinking about it. Wow. Uh, so, what, did you say who's in your fave five? <laughs> maybe if i said that he would have given me an answer <laughs> so yeah uh we don't know what the starting lineup is it could be the one we saw tonight turns out it doesn't matter though right doesn't matter. well it doesn't matter it might not matter in uh for like a win-loss standpoint that's, in the regular season. that's what i'm looking yeah. for i think there are a lot of other reasons that it matters though that's true fair point so yeah we'll see how the, uh, about that he said quote i want to give will a chance to play with the starting five and get a look at that so mm. uh, non-committal on that did you guys see uh, this quote that Michael Porter Jr. had to Chris Dempsey? We didn't talk with MPJ, but uh, apparently Altitude Sports Radio did. MPJ said, quote, I'm willing to do whatever. I just want to do my job. I mean, I would have to see the context with which this was relayed. Yeah. Um, but we were talking about this before. Right from the jump, Michael Porter was on his feet cheering dudes on. He gets in the game. He plays right. hard. He didn't. There was no pouting. Um, he looked. He looked great. So... I understand the long-term concerns of it all, but um, to me, I'm, my thoughts are: let's let this play out before we panic. Like let's let's wait till till things go south before we start to, you know, get upset about it. I don't have to see uh, how it was used. If Michael Porter Jr. feels it, he's going to say it. That's the one player that is going to say it. He does not care. He does speak his mind. He's, he says exactly what he feels. So I think that I would just believe whatever he said. If he really says that he doesn't care, I believe it because. If he cared, he would have said it just like Will did. Yeah. Yeah. True. yeah we'll see. Uh, Malone says that he loves how Isaiah and Faku are fitting in. Talked about those two guys specifically. Faku fitting in by fouling. I mean, tonight <laughs> he was on the court for three seconds before he fouled out. Or... He says that Faku is an extension Faku. of himself on the floor. Well, first of all, yeah. Oh, baby. I, yeah. Look, man, I've told you this. I want to ask Michael Malone like, what he sees, like what point guards remind him of himself most. Because I know that oh, Faku yeah, he's is like, Faku. he's Faku. Yo, Faku's an extension this of is, himself. By the way, I've said this before, this Faku. is why oh, I, you know, was so drawn to Jokic early on. Is because I was like, he's obviously a million times better. I'm just saying relative to the level right. I played at, he played at, I was always like, you know, I like, I'm big to like the pass, play from the post, this or that. So I was gravitated to him the first time I saw him because I'm like, yo, this dude plays like me. In a similar vein, this is why I gravitate towards Joe Harris. Because of the hair. He's got the wavy, <laughs> like the hair. He looks just like him. Uh, Dev, big, big Derek Rose fan. Yeah, so you, uh, I, I, you know. I'm, uh, I'm sort of a uh, Glenn big baby. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. Though. He's, He's yeah. the wing stop guy. Yeah, it's, it's, Be honest. That's why guy. you like Derrick Rose, isn't it? I just like Derrick Rose. I don't like, <laughs> like Derrick Rose. <laughs> uh, all right. What else we got, Harrison? So, I mean, I think a huge storyline from tonight and from this preseason, we heard them say at media day, we want to shoot more threes. They're shooting more threes in, a, in at least two of these games. It wasn't really evident in the opener, but 44 threes tonight. Like that's wild. Uh, yeah. Kale, put this yeah. the host <laughs> up. Look, the greatest comment, great the, the comment most, the most it, apt man. comment of all time. <laughs> it really it is. Says, wow, 
Mars calling himself both Jesus and Jokic in the same winter. <laughs> I'm line. feeling myself. Yeah. I'm feeling myself. Within, within minutes. Of <laughs> I'm feeling it, baby. That was, that was crazy. I'm, I'm feeling it. Now does someone else know <laughs> Going for the MVP. This is a baller. He's going for the MVP. Most valuable person. If, if anyone. Uh, Most valuable prophet. Jesus and Jokic tonight. It is. Uh, no, he's sucking up. Get out of here, Kale. <laughs> hey, <laughs> sucking up. <laughs> Don't talk about Kale. <laughs> It's unbelievable. <laughs> this is great. Uh, I love being here, man. DMVR has been great to me. Uh, all right, what do we keep? Let's keep going. Who else spoke? Well, I'm just saying, like on the three point shooting, it's oh, obviously yeah. oh, been yeah. a point of emphasis, but it's carrying over to the games. Um, Monte Morris said, like the coaching staff has been stressing when you're in the corner, always be ready to shoot it. Like a lot of those times, guys would get in the corner last year. Maybe they're driving. Maybe they're just swinging it around. There's there's been a lot of stress put on if you're in the corner just shoot it and I mean it's carrying over to games. Come on, man! Like I, that's not what the difference is. Yeah, I love when coaches say stuff like that. You well, know, like, I would love to know like uh, why why um like what has to click, you know, for players to shoot those shots instead of you know passing them up again. Yeah. Being being different people helps. Yeah, I think that's part of it, man. Is like with a lot of Adam love right now. <laughs> oh song. yeah! Oh yeah! Unbelievable. Fergie and Jesus. All right, you know what? I, I will I did, allow it. I think you will allow it. Very literally just described the Black Eyed Peas. <laughs> <laughs> but I, I think one adjustment that they have done, and I mean, I don't have like a good sense of, of how big of a change this is, but somebody, Monte Morris said, is always in the corner now. Yeah. So this is the spacing of the, yeah. the geometry of the court. They're making sure to always have somebody in the corner to, to be that outlet. I haven't noticed this as much, you know, so much so far. But I mean, yeah, that's something to, to keep an eye on. on. Something to keep an eye on. Yeah, we we were talking about this tonight. The Monte Morris Isaiah Hartenstein connection. Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, the chemistry is great. Uh, obviously, we know those two played together in, in the G League a couple years ago. Uh, Monte said he knows where I like the ball. He knows where I like screens. I know where his spots are on the floor. So, I mean, those two just seamless. Hartenstein might be the biggest winner to me of, of the preseason. Like three games in. I'm, I'm, I don't know if I want to say I'm, I think I'll, I'll say it. I'm all in on Hartenstein. Whoa, I think, no, I think he's, nice. me too. I mean, I think I'm all in as him as a backup center. Yep. Like mm-hmm. I, what did you set that over under at 33 games? He was yeah, he's going to play 72 games. <laughs> so you have to understand we did these player preview, every, everything in the off season, the draft was two weeks ago. Like everything was so condensed. We filmed some of those like two yeah. weeks ago or 10 days ago and they haven't all aged great. But <laughs> to our credit, last time we say Hartenstein, he was playing against the, uh, Sioux Falls Sky Force, you know, yeah. like so. It, this was this was easy to see, but um, the two man game. There have been a handful of Monte Morris, Isaiah Hartenstein give and goes in this. In fact, we were joking today as we watched it because now that we have three games, we see the chemistry. They have a little nod. They yeah. have a little bit of a you know, you ready for that thing? Like, yeah. all right, give go back door wide open layup, and um, it's cool to see, man. That's a real duo. Hartenstein's passing is also way better than way I better. thought it would be. He's getting it on that short roll and just like finding guys in the corner, finding guys on the wing. I didn't know it was that type of passer, but can we can we share a good laugh here? Because I saw when we were going into the offseason a name that kept popping up for who Nuggets fans wanted Denver to go after for backup center. Tristan Thompson? Well, him too. Harry Giles. And can I tell you something? What? Isaiah Hartenstein bullied 
Harry Giles tonight. Like you saw people, you saw people clamoring for Harry. Giles. Well, Harry Giles, a former number one recruit, like he had. Yeah, the, but he, we've seen him play in the NBA. He's not. Good. Well, I think a lot of people just thought Sacramento was ruining him or something, you know. And that's a fair take. And, Oftentimes, and they that's true. do that with the big men too. Yeah. <laughs> that's true. That's that's a fair point. But really, but Harry yeah, Giles. yeah. It's nobody was clamoring for Isaiah Hartenstein. Like literally, I never saw that name pop up as a guy people mm-hmm. should go after. And tonight, he just he bullied him. Yeah, what else? Yeah. What else from the, the uh, pressers? We know. Nicole is in like amazing shape right now. He, he's been incredible this preseason. Looks ready to go. Monte Morris said that Nicola was in the in the weight room post game when he was talking, and uh, quote, "He's one of the hardest working guys I've ever been around." Who what? said this? Monte Morris. What? Nikola Jokic is one of the Nikola hardest. freaking Jokic. We need to take a minute here. Hold Culture. On. Culture, Culture they, baby. They, they, they they got picked, him. I don't know what they did in this offseason, but they were around. <laughs> Go ahead and make that tinder. graphic, Kale. Yo, they were around around Jokic, one of the hardest like, working hey. guys I've ever been around. That one, hit, that one, that one zinged me right in the heart. I, like, you I like that one? one? I like that one. I'm just going <laughs> to be quiet for a few minutes here. Dude, Dude I'm telling you, like, we've joked about Yo- Joker looking like, you know, getting a six pack, starting to look like Plumley or Joker something. Like, kind of halfway there. Like, he's already lost all the weight. He started, like, I wouldn't be surprised if a year or two from now we see the, like, Six pack yoga, and we're just all like, "Wait, what happened here? Like, what could happen? <laughs> Business." Yeah. Uh, what else? So we also got to talk to Bull tonight. We talked to Paul Millsap for a little tonight. I asked Paul with kind of the added personnel, mm. Hartenstein for Plumley, um, Faku in there, Craig, Tory Craig out of there. How good this offense can be? Paul said, "The sky's the limit for us. Always has been. We can move from the fifth best offense." to number one easily if we push the ball a little more, get more fast break points, and just be us. I wonder how many fast break points they had tonight. I don't know if that's up yet, just yet. But, yeah, they have been running a lot. They have been running a lot. Especially that second unit. Yeah. Second unit's been pushing it. So they're only credited with 15 fast break points tonight, but it is – I put this on the list as well. They're pushing the ball in transition and getting secondary breaks, meaning they beat – the defense down the court defense mm-hmm. is mismatched and then they score off of that mismatch or off of something that they did early it doesn't count as a fast break but it, it really is yeah uh, we also talked to bowl i asked him about going up against mellow because i just thought that was <laughs> that was so fascinating he said that, that mellow was one of his favorite players growing up his favorite nuggets player growing up so so that was really cool for him. It was good to embarrass one of his favorite players growing up it's <laughs> awesome uh, he's he also said that coaches are telling him not to be shy to shoot it from three and to shoot it when he's open. Uh, he was asked about what he feels his role is just to keep working hard and wait for my time whenever that is. Yeah. So I love yeah. it. That sounds like he's not going to be playing for a little while, right? You want to pull up the ad copy, Harrison? Because uh, otherwise I have to do it. Can, and, I just, uh... can I just say like the one thing that, I, that I'm that i a little upset about with these last two games is that there's been so many positives from the Nuggets and we've had absolutely no time to slander any of the Blazers. There's so many slanderable play, players from the Blazers. We can't even get there. I there's almost just too much good for the Blazers. Like they honestly just look... Well, it's preseason, man. This happens yeah. and they're, they're a team that's been there, done that. Most of the guys, so like... I don't think for them it means too much other than their defense looks absolutely yeah, atrocious. We can't talk but... about how terrible Nurkic looks. We can't talk about what a dirty player CJ McCollum is. We can't talk about what a joke uh, Carmelo Anthony is. <laughs> can. None of it. We can't talk about that. <laughs> I think we just did. But there's too many positive things. There are. We have, we have like 20 other positive we, things we have we to get We haven't even talked about Faku. None of it. It's I don't ridiculous. even know if we're going to get to rate the highlight tonight, to oh, be honest with you. We have too many other. But we haven't even got to Zeke Naji, who's quickly becoming my favorite player. So um, <laughs> let's take our let's take our last break here. And then on the other side, we're going to we're gonna have to lightning around all these other dudes. Yeah, let's do it. Uh, it feels like just yesterday that a 
certain basketball team won the uh, NBA championship. You got to work on tailoring that read, man. We got in my mind. I never go there. I always just skip that part. <laughs> uh, lucky Say for the Nuggets are fans, back. DraftKings Sportsbook America's top-rated sportsbook app is here to kick off the NBA season with a no-brainer for all customers, new and existing. To celebrate the return of basketball, DraftKings Sportsbook is giving you a plus 75 point spread on the team of your choice on opening night. For real, guys, this is a free 25 bucks. Yep. It's absolutely a free $25. And you learn a lot about yourself when you have four options and all they're all an automatic winner. And then you decide. Oh, I was not going to take the Lakers. Yeah, there's yeah, no like, way I was going to win. I, I, I ended up going, I bet on the Nets. Me too, because yeah, they're first. Yeah, they're first, so you can yeah. get the money the quickest. Yeah, that's, that's right. That's what I yeah. did too. <laughs> smart. That is smart. Yeah. Make sure to download the top rated DraftKings Sportsbook app now and use code DNVR when you sign up to get a plus 75 point spread on opening night. For a shot to double your money, that's code DNVR to get a shot at doubling your money on opening night for a limited time only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Must be 21 or older, Colorado only. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com slash Sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. Also, guys, Mike and Virginia Chevalier. They're diehard Broncos fans. Chevalier. Oh, superstar Ooh. chef. <laughs> <laughs> That's smooth. <laughs> <start calling> that. <laughs> superstar chef. Uh, Mike and Virginia, guys, they are part of the DNVR fam. They're DNVR members. They've supported us for a long time. They're a husband and wife team with over 15 years of financial services experience. You're probably hearing how great mortgage rates are right now, but Mike and Virginia are not just your typical mortgage company. They have phenomenal rates, but what really makes them different is that Mike is a certified financial planner and looks at so much more than just a rate when designing your home loan. So hit these guys up today. They're awesome. DNVRmortgage.com. Buying a house, as we know, is like a ridiculous process. Way too complicated for, for me just to handle on my own. I know if I was most buying a house. Are, so. oh. DNVRmortgage.com. Check them out. Get set up with a consultation. You can enter to win a free uh, DNVR shirt or hat. We also got to knock out the DraftKings pick of the week. Which, you got um, it? I don't have it. I was hoping D-Line had it. <laughs> Let's see. The pick of the week. The DraftKings pick of the week. The you know lock I, of the week. You know what I would go with was the, is that uh, 71 point. Uh, the 75 point? <laughs> the 75 points that they're giving to you on opening night. Uh, that feels like a good pick uh, for the week. Yeah, I don't really. Uh, let, let, me, let, let me get back to you. The, right, the Jokic MVP. What are, what are the, what no, are the no, next week, next week, next week, next week. Don't don't ruin that. Don't ruin that. Yeah, That's let, next let week. Let me find pick of the week. Um, you can get back to us on pick of the week. Let's keep this moving, guys. Gary Harris tonight. We mentioned when he's not good offensively. I think he's always good defensively. Tonight, five of eight from the floor. He goes two of five from the three-point line. Looked a lot better. He gets for 12 points, uh, three rebounds, you know, two turnovers. Encouraging game, I think, from uh, from Gary Harris tonight. I'll go to you, Deb. And he's, he's still playing defense. So, like, that's what you expect from Gary Harris. Uh, in, instead of trying to gauge how good of a game that he's having based off of his scoring, don't look at the scoreboard. Right. Think about how he held somebody uh, down for a certain amount of points or how he's out there stripping everything or how the defense is moving around him. Because right now he's looking like the anchor and then he has Millsap next to him. So Gary Harris is getting his confidence back. The shots are starting to fall. Um, he's getting out on the break. Gary Harris is going to be Gary Harris. So I think that it, it was a promising game for him. Yo, he looked 
uh, healthy. He looked like he was back. I mean, his shot still wasn't firing. I'm not sure if he said no, that. No, yeah, he did shot. It did fall. Five, uh, a little, tonight, two, two of five? five? Well, no, no, no. His, 40%. his, his well, three point. I mean, two of five is 40%. It started out, it start, I should say, it started off a little yeah, rocky. He knocked a couple down. Then he started to slash. He started, we yeah. started to see that, that classic Gary Harris body control around the rim. Like, right. He yeah. was making, uh, you know, very, uh, I, I mean, not quite acrobatic, but like just under control, going up under the rim and, and, and reversing, like vintage Gary. Like that that's left-hand finish was acrobatic. Yeah. That was incredible. Well, he was three or three from two, from two point range. Right. Yeah. And and all three of those were nice finishes at the rim. Yeah. So I mean, three games in, he hasn't taken a floater yet. Two other guys, three other guys Promising. I want I want to get to. RJ Hampton, we didn't see him last game. He gets back out there. He goes two of seven, so shooting not so great, but I actually thought he did a lot of things well tonight. He had some nice passes. He did knock down a three pointer that was that looked really pretty. We know he's been working with Mike Miller. The shot yeah. from the corner looked I thought really strong. Um and and just his quickness, man, and his explosiveness. Like he's out there. We saw this in the Australian League. We saw this a little bit with Clipsher that he's out there now with the NBA guys playing games where everybody's trying and he still looks at a whole other yeah. level from a speed and in particular from a zero to 60 speed like we saw it was on full zero display to tonight. real quick zero to 100 super quick um so i was impressed does anybody have any rj hampton notes because I, I was very impressed with him tonight not only did he hit that one three-pointer there was another three-pointer that he knocked down in the game but hartenstein, hartenstein got the the charge on, on oh right. that's the right yeah. also yeah, another, another one three-pointer and, and it, it looks more smooth you can tell that that he's working with mike Miller with the mechanics, like the shot looks completely right, yeah. different and it's, it, it's falling. So, I mean, he got credited with one three, but he hit both of them. Um, and, and he's, like you said, he's way faster, way more athletic than everyone else on the court. Yeah. It's Jamal, uh, Jamal Murray said he's always cutting even when he's not supposed to, but tonight he had a great cut for, for a bucket. So mm-hmm. a good yeah. flash. I, I mean, I think the biggest note with RJ Hampton is that he looks like a rookie, but, uh, he looks like a good rookie and he's just, there's so many other players that you can get excited about that. Like, in years past, if we would have seen the production or what RJ Hampton was putting on the court, we would have been over the moon. Like, I can't wait to see more of this guy. And like, he just yeah, gets like if so... Hampton was the only young guy. On right. No, 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 no. Yeah. Moutier. Like, honestly, Moutier and RJ Hampton probably at least close skill wise or where they are right now. But think about Moutier, who was the starting point guard yep. on night one, right? And mm-hmm. the pressure and like, and now we're judging the guy. And we have to speed up the process versus RJ Hampton, who we're not going to see him. Yeah. I don't think he's ever going to like cost the Nuggets a game because he's not going to be in position to cost them right. a game. So it's a completely different opportunity for RJ Hampton in, in the best possible way. The other guys, uh, Zeke Naji, man, continue, and he's my guy now. Three of six from the Dude. floor tonight, seven. He gets one of two three pointers, but he that mid ranger. I actually texted somebody tonight um, with the team because I was just like, Zeke uh, Naji or uh, Big Tom, you have to mid range jump shooting contest. Who are you taking? So. I thought it was kind of it's just kind of funny because Zeke Naji right now when he gets a free throw line jumper it's in I'm counting it, it. 100%. I actually got shocked when you just said that he missed it feels like he has not missed in multiple games <laughs> yeah. every shot is perfect he, he's he's knocking down the mid range he's he, he damn sure is, is spacing the floor and hitting the three ball and, and <laughs> he knows where to be on the floor every single time. He comes in, he plays small minutes, but it seems like his impact is so big yeah. that when he actually does start playing and getting those minutes, we're not thinking of him as just a rookie. We're thinking of him as a, as another player that could help the Nuggets. Legitimately looks like a vet out there. Zeke Nagy. He had another block tonight, too. Yeah, another block. He had that. It was a great block, too. It was. Yeah. Uh, he almost got dunked on by Gary Trent Jr., but turned it into a block. I'm really high on him. He's another guy, though, where... 
I mean, he's also, I don't think, going Zico. to play. People are calling him Zicola. Zicola. Piano man. Piano man. Piano man. Get out of here, Piano man. Piano man. But he's another one where, like, if he had to play this year, you know, he'd probably have some ups and downs and this or that. But, like, the fact that he does get that slow development to do the things the right way, I, just, yeah. I think it's going to pay if off. He's got to play in a seven type of game right you're, you're cool with it the last guy we got to throw some love to is our guy vlatko um to, it, stat line doesn't pop off 12 minutes he gets two points two rebounds one assist one steal i believe yeah uh the new nba.com site man sucks i'm so i i can't ever tell what stat generally I'm just at. infuriating it, I, it is it's it's just made it everything less one percent we're not a lot bad part a about bit. this season so far. it is the only bad thing come on nba get your act together man we're trying to we're trying to, to obsess about you help us become obsessive um but vlatko tonight man he looks strong he was battling with some big like he was playing he's playing big i mean he really is and he's just like canter i kept talking about how strong canter is like he doesn't yeah. look like he's ripped but he but he somehow pushes everyone around yeah and vlatko's able to give it right back to him so Freaking take a freaking look at this. <laughs> Vlatko came into the league as a three, and somehow he's now a five. Yeah, he is <laughs> he's a like a, a third string center uh, and mobility. maybe the strongest dude on the team. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, you guys ready for the game portion of the show? You guys oh. ready to gamify this? Let's do it. We're gonna gamer. We're a gamer. Step up your game here because we're gonna play a little either or. Oh, love it. Either or. Okay. Do we have a graphic? Did we get that one? Oh. Either or. Look at this. Well, left out in the room. <laughs> look at oh, he's so sad. Uh, all the way out in Jersey. You can get with oh, this or you no. can get with that, but not with vote. What has been more impressive in the preseason, <laughs> the Denver Nuggets offense or the Denver Nuggets defense? Eric, I'll start with you. Uh, the offense. It's been the offense. The defense has been uh, Two mothers. very – I know, but I, I think that has more to do with the fact that the Portland Trailblazers were completely demoralized going into the <laughs> second half. Like Dame didn't even they play. They were so demoralized. They, I mean, they, they got blown out from the jump in this game. It was not close. Was we were 20 up by 20 points. points. I've got a theory Oh, there. So um, I, I feel like the offense was so uh, just – dominant that it just took the wind out of the sails of the the lowly loathable portland trailblazers they had nothing to offer uh and you know i i do think we we saw a little zone in there um when it started off early like the nuggets just stripped the ball away from the trailblazers i think like the first eight possessions in a row very impressive but if you're talking about wall to wall what has been impressive i mean just again that every single player on the denver nuggets is not only capable but is Good. Yeah. Facts. Um, I'll say the offense. I just think there's um, it's much more likely the offense is for real than the defense is for real. Why? And just my read on the personnel coming into the season. No, 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 no. Yes, that's exactly what it is because of your perception of the fact that they lost Tory Craig, Jeremy Grant, Mason Plumley. That's why, right? I'm not. I'm not. Uh, it's not yeah. because of anything you saw that's like, oh, this and, and I mean, they weren't even a top 10 defense last year. Sure. Yeah. So I, I just like don't project them to be an elite defense, but I do project them to be an elite offense. Um, yeah. The three point shooting, the pace. I think this pace team, big, man, it's tough to call a top five offense, a sleeping giant, but just with some philosophical changes, with some personnel changes, uh, this offense could go up to another level. I really do believe that. Offense or defense, Dev? I'm going to say offense. The reason I'm going to say offense is because, first off, it was a top five offense that we've seen from last year. Yeah. And they seem to have gotten better somehow. 
I mean, it's, it's the preseason, but the offense is flowing. Also, when Malone comes out and says something as a joke, he usually goes opposite of it. This year, he's just like, I'm all in on the offense. I'm an offensive <laughs> coach. And he joked about it, but we knew that. We know he still wants the defense to go in, and it's going still. But he really has been, like, forcing them to take more shots. Uh, Harrison came in, and he talked about them putting uh, deliberately putting a man in the corner and that just providing more space. And it, it, it seems like they knew that their offense was already good, but they, they found a way to elevate it a bit more. So I think that that's more impressive. I'm going to be a go against the grain. I honestly uh, and sincerely think it's the defense and I'm just going to put this out there. Look, the offense I thought was going to be good and it was, and they've shot the ball a little bit better than I anticipated. Like guys have kind of, I mean, no stuff tonight. 40 points a game. It's pretty good. Yeah, but they held two munders, which is not a common thing to hold a team under 100 points. Comments agree with you, Adam. Everybody was really impressed with the defense. Everybody talked about this Nuggets team's better go all offense, baby, because they're not going to stop anybody. And look, Portland might just be bad. I mean, I, I, who knows? You know, this or that. First but off, the whole – and there's plenty of comments that don't agree with Adam. Kale, <laughs> <laughs> get out of here. You know what, Kale? Don't listen to him. No, but uh, the problem for you, Kale, is that I also have access to these comments. <laughs> but I'm being serious here, though, guys. This is going to – every time you say anything about Jeremy Grant or, you know, those guys – People say, oh, sour grapes, this or that. Nuggets were horrible defensively with Jeremy Grant on the court last year in the regular mm-hmm. season. Even in the playoffs, they were not good with him on the court. Like, the defense, so this or that. So, And then Torrey Craig, same thing. Yeah. Mason Plumley, same thing. And so people would always point to those guys and say, yeah, they weren't good, but, you know, you go up against this guy and, you know, Torrey Craig, that's when he really steps in. And I'm not trying to slander those guys. Like, they did a lot of good things for the Nuggets. What I am saying, though, is that there's a lot of markers, objective markers, not – eyeball markers, but objective marker, but yeah, statistical markers that say those guys actually were pretty overrated as defensive players. And I don't, I'm not saying that definitively that was true of Denver, but I am saying that you lose those two guys and your defense looks phenomenal. Everybody's on a string. People are dialed in and maybe I'm just saying, just maybe those guys, the loss, even everybody always hedges it by saying, I think in the regular season, they'll be fine. But in the playoffs, they need that guy that's going to shut down. And maybe that's true. But I'm just saying, I'm I'm not convinced no. it's true. I feel like this is let let, let this be t- or let tonight be the last night we mention the name Jeremy Grant. No, it won't let be. Tonight be the it last won't be. But I will say, you know who agree, you know who I think kind of agrees with me based on the podcast that he did yesterday with Kevin Artemis is Zach Lowe, who talked about the loss of Jeremy Grant being completely overrated and doesn't think it's a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, first unit, all right. What's been more impressive, either or? First unit or second slash third unit, meaning the starters or everybody else, Harrison. I'll say everybody else. I think the starters are going to be dominant, like just as they've always been. But the the second unit, I, again, I don't know how how they're going to defend, but they're definitely going to score. J- just the playmaking on that unit, uh, the pace at, at which they're playing with, uh, the confidence. I, I think the bench is better than it was last year. I, I think it is. What do you think? I think the second and third unit, I think it's just so many unknown commodities on the, the second and third unit. Players that really haven't done anything in the league, but they they look like they're having fun. They look like they're they're buying in. They look like they're playing offense and defense. Uh, it, the culture, they're buying into the culture already. Um, mm-hmm. They're blowing teams out. And, and there's not, like, I'll say a year or two, two ago, when they go up big in the game, you're like, okay, well, they're going to come back and then it's right, going to be a yeah. good game and mm-hmm. things like that. But you don't you don't think that you're still having fun with this group, uh, the second and third unit. You're still having guys that could come in after the second and third unit, and you're like, this is still fun. Um, 
there's players coming from out the country. There's players that are they're coming from the G League. There, there's there's so much in the second and third unit that it makes it really fun. Also, we don't even know who the real starters are. There's still <laughs> that's true. There's still that that entity that makes it fun. Like okay, well now there's somebody that should be a starter. That's with the second unit. That's still fun. Yeah, I mean, I will say, um, I, I I think what we've seen from the starters, just the fact that they have been so quietly dominant in they have put the trailblazers to bed at such an early hour was, that then they did that then they tucked it, them in nice and tight <laughs> nice and early then the, bedtime the, story by 6 p.m yeah right that then I, I i mean you want to talk about we don't know who the starters are like i have no clue who the the actual second unit is like i just know that they is a huge great point group of players that they could they seemingly can throw any combination out um and again they're going up against a completely demoralized portland trailblazers at that point so who knows if this is really how dominant they are but just the fact that Nikola Jokic goes out in such a blase fashion in just looks like uh potentially the best player in the world um jamal murray not even trying doesn't have to um but when he wants to just casually hit shots everybody like the the, the starting unit looks so good that they just turned it off. They like, so it, it, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know who to be impressed by. Like, I'm just impressed by every single player on the Denver Nuggets. I think I'm second, third unit as well. And to, I think Dev, you, you had the great point there that last year, Denver starters would get off to a lot of six, seven point leads, which in a first quarter in the first in is really impressive bench comes in and then they blow it all up and this or that this last two games. It really has felt like the starters get a seven, eight point lead tonight. It was like 11 point a lead. 20 point. Lead. <laughs> no, but then the bench came in and, and well, you start to stagger and bring guys in. And by the time the second unit is done with their full stint, the starters come back in the game's over. So if you can maintain that, and, and it is just waves, then this is going to be a great year. And I kind of think that Denver will be able to maintain They're it. They're just so deep. They're so freaking way deeper than last year. W- yeah. Way deeper than last year. I think Malone said we probably have seven guys who could be starters in this league. They probably have what? Like oh, man. 11 Four, or 12? More than that. More than that. 13 who could be rotation, rotation guys yeah. on a really good team. They're, I think there's they're more. really yeah. deep. Um, all right. Uh, Faku or Composure? Ooh. I'll start with you on this one, Dev, because those guys might be battling for minutes. Ooh. You can call me Faku. That's that's just a tough question. To <laughs> I just feel like I'm going to be a tax no matter what. <laughs> it depends, it, it, it depends what you what you want. Um, if you need a spark off the bench, um, someone that's going to get the crowd going, someone that's going to get everybody like fired up, I think you put Faku, Faku in the game. Um just because of everything that he brings, he's going to pass the ball. He's going to play hard nosed defense. He's going to get his charges. He's going to he's going to be everywhere on the floor. But if you say that you're in a, a rotational time where it's like close to the playoffs, or or you're in the playoffs, you need somebody that's going to be close to Jamal or just be able to give you those minutes that Jamal like can't give you, or he needs a break. And that's when you bring in um, composure, just because everything is still calm um, when he when he's on the on the floor. Um, so. I'll I'll go with PJ right now. They've both been so impressive. I mean, PJ's looked just like we expected him to, I think. He really has. Um, If this three-point shooting is for real, that probably changes everything with him. But Faku Faku has been every bit as advertised. Also, he is exactly the type of guy I thought Denver was getting, just based on watching his film, how the Nuggets talked about him. Everything that people said about Faku has shown up. Yeah, the disruptive defense, yeah. how he moves the ball, his IQ, his vision. 
just his intensity. It's all been there. Another thing people have told us, you know, Nuggets people have told us coming into the season was that Faku's defense is incredible, but he's going to foul a lot early as he adjusts to what is and isn't a foul near the level. True. <laughs> they were right. Sure did. <laughs> but I actually do agree that like some of the stuff he's getting, I think he just has to learn like, yeah, that's not going to be allowed. But it's not like he can't not foul. Mm-hmm. It is, I mean, that is like the really underrated uh, part of the season is that imagine the, the, the fervor that would course through ball arena when Faku checks in and like throws some ridiculous pass, some, uh, some uh, Argentinian slinger into the, <laughs> into the post. Um, like the things Faku has done have been much more impressive. The things that PJ Dozier has done have been much more uh, bankable and much more uh, like he's just helped to choke the will out of the Portland Trailblazers, whereas Faku has come in and electrocuted the uh, non-existent crowd. So, I mean, you know, composure has been it, man. Um, last one, and this one's a little unfair, but um, Naji or Bull. Ooh, those guys, I don't know if they're competing for minutes. Maybe they are, but um, you know, they've been impressive in different ways. Eric, you get to go first on this one again. Uh, it's for me. It's Najee. For me, it's not. Bol Bol has done what Bol Bol does. Like he shoots uh, circus shots. They go in. He uh, stretches <laughs> the floor in a way that like doesn't really make sense. Like he makes Carmelo Anthony foul out or not foul out, get ejected in a preseason game because he's so frustrated, <laughs> which is incredible. But he also like makes a lot of like you know head scratching plays and like plays where you're like dude come on you're seven foot ten or whatever you are like yeah. you can't get beat or you can't not get that rebound or whatever yeah um zeke naji just is as solid as they come like his his jumper could not be more wet um he does not in any way look like a rookie out there um i imagine uh bowl would probably get the t- the the nod for more playing time just because of uh seniority um uh, but I- i've just been so impressed by zeke naji I think that uh, Bowl is a phenom, so I think that we we kind of judge him a little bit different. Yeah, uh, that's a great point. I, I think that it's just a little bit harder for him because whenever he does something, it's highlighted in, it's in a different way. Yeah, you can't um, take your eyes off Bowl. Yeah, Bowl. and then if he <laughs> does make a mistake, if he makes a mistake, you're like, okay, but you're seven six, you're seven eight, you're seven. <laughs> you make up these numbers 12. about how tall you really <laughs> is and things like that when he, he makes a mistake. 10, but yeah. if somebody, if Najee makes that mistake, you're not saying the same thing. And then also, Bobo is doing the same thing that Najee's doing. He's he's spacing the floor. He's yep. Blocking everything, and and that's while being so tall, um, he's able to guard Carmelo Anthony. How are you able to do that at, at that type of height? And then you're also able to to protect the rim. You're grabbing all these type of rebounds, and then also the ceiling is just going to be higher when yeah. when Bobo's at his best and Najee's at his best. It's going to be Bobo. We just got to see if they both reach that that ceiling. It would be Najee for me, and um, I, I have like no expectations for any rookies this season yeah. with, with no summer league, uh, the shortened training camp, everything. But he's just seems like he fits in. It doesn't seem like the game's too fast for him. Uh, he, he just seems like he plays winning basketball. Yeah. And I was not expecting that, yeah. especially from a first year guy. I, I think Deb once again hit the nail on the head on this and that bowl. We grade him a little bit differently because the stuff he does well is just like so incredible and so insane. And the stuff incredible. he does and the stuff he does poorly is like really like, oh, bowl, come on, man, like don't get pushed out away again or yeah. this or that. So his highs are so high, his lows are so low. Najee looks to be like the opposite of that, man. He looks just solid, man. That guy just looks like he's going to do his job and be mm-hmm. a, a phenomenal role player. And that shot, I just buy it. I mean, for a guy to step into his first minutes and just drain all of his shots, like that's, you know, there's nerves, you know, there's a little bit of excitement, there's adjustment to pace and it doesn't matter. He's still out there looking like 
the guy he has been compared to so frequently, Channing Fry, and he kind of looked like I, I see it. I, I would not be surprised if he was a don't leave that guy open shooter. And on top of that, I, he looks he projects to be a guy that can move his feet on the perimeter defensively and bring a few other things to the table. So Channing Fry had a great career being a stretch four who also was just solid. I think Najee projects to be a guy that, that can be a stretch oh, four. Yeah. And be Did solid. You, actually, it's been mentioned here. Uh, Zeke Najee plays the piano. Really? You know, we should call him Piano Man. Start up, cue up that outro music. We got to do DraftKings Pick of the Week real quick. Oh, um, but cue week. up the music anyway. Do, uh, DraftKings Pick, Pick of the, of the week. week. I'm going to take the Denver Nuggets to beat the Sacramento oh, Kings. Great pick. How did you not think of this one off the top uh, of your head? What's the line? Minus eight and a half? Minus eight and a half. Are you taking the line or the money line? I'm taking the line. The money line, they're like minus 300. Yeah, you'd have to bet a lot. Uh, I'll take the minus eight and a half. Yeah, I'll take the Nuggets. I mean, they're coming off a back-to-back 30-point win, so I mean, what is eight points? What is eight points? All right, that's your DraftKings pick of the week. That's DraftKings pick of the week. Uh, And guys, I want to, if you're watching, we think everybody that's been watching all preseason, off-season, everything, uh, we really appreciate it. Everything starts in earnest next week, and we're going to be going live over and over again. And you guys know, it's so fun when the game's over, especially after a big win. You want to hang out. You want to talk. We want to talk with you. You want to hang in the lounge. We're going to be doing this all year long, hanging at the lounge, having a good time. Winter Friday shots shows. Coming back. Winter shots are coming back, oh, even God. though nobody's here. Um, so it's going to be a great time. Uh, I also want to encourage you if you haven't checked out our player profile series yet, those are phenomenal. I, I'm really proud of the work that we put in to do those. They're very entertaining. And if you become a DNVR member, you can see the bonus parts where we have the list. You got conversations with George Carl, sourced reporting from Harrison, and a whole lot more. And then also, the DNVR. members lounge the hangout our chat room it's a discord chat room we call it the lounge it's the greatest place to talk sports denver sports yeah Yeah. in the world why the internet sucks it does suck it does suck it does in fact suck we filtered the internet because every nobody will shit where they eat right that's the thing but (laughs) if you don't belong there if you're not invested in there like even in this chat you see people hop in just wanting to troll you know do this or that and like there you know there's no barrier of entry dnvr you become a member People that are in there are like, hey, we paid for this. We're going to keep, we're going to take care of it. This is our thing. So everybody has, I think, in my opinion, very high level conversation, sometimes goofy conversation. They just hang out and they don't fight. And it's really cool to see. That's what I love about it. High level basketball takes. You know, it's, it's not like, it's not Twitter. If you it's have dumb Twitter. takes, you can come in too. Just yeah, yeah, bring them. Get educated. <laughs> a lot of good yeah. jokes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, and we added a, a food channel. We did not add a bathroom channel. So you're right. You, no, no one. <laughs> I, I can't, I I can't believe myself. you just said that either. Uh, That's where you're born. Yeah, yeah. Thanks. I appreciate that. We made and we uh, we uh, pressured Dev. He's joined. We've not actually seen a comment from him yet. But uh, <laughs> incoming, I'm sure. It's coming. It's definitely coming before the regular season. All right. We'll get one in there. All right, guys. The preseason. We had the off-season. The on-season started. The preseason. The regular season's up Can't next. It's on deck, it's baby. I can't season, wait. Guys. Thanks, everybody. We'll see you next time.